Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's your call. Name the starting quarterback for BYU football today. What are the pros and cons of a senior versus freshman starter? Our fall camp all-access interviews continue with new ball-hawking linebacker Zane Anderson and converted safety Troy Warner. Plus, today's position preview focuses in on the BYU linebackers. Who is the best current linebacker? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, August 13th, wherever and however you're connected. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who enjoys watching sports with his own two eyes and not through a camera lens on his phone, Jerem Jordan. Well, I would, yeah, that's true. Are you referencing the PGA Championship? That I am. Yeah, they did a juxtaposition of, uh, when was it, like Tiger's last major win or something? Like 2008, and then they did a reference to 2002, I think. Just, just to show the, show difference. the difference of 16 yeah. years. Fun to watch El Tigre. Uh, Wayne Rooney had a crazy play with uh, DC United. Uh, and then the Cubs walk off on a grand slam, down 3 nothing, two outs. So it was, a, it was an incredible sports day. Yeah, outstanding moments. I was thinking about the whole watching through your camera and going back to Beck to Harleen. Oh, I didn't watch through my camera that I, exactly. that I should have. So, so I've told the story on the show, but if you don't know. So Beck to Harleen, you and I are on the sideline there, somewhat parallel to the line of scrimmage. And uh, Johnny Beck throws that ball, and I've got a camera for 11 News. I'm a student. We're, I'm, doing, I'm leading the I'm sports on Monday. This is a big deal, right? It ended up being the lead. It was like three minutes, normally 90 seconds. I dropped the lens and just watched with my own eye. And he catches it. And I was like, oh, no, I dropped the lens. Do you regret? No, I borrowed footage from Jordan Finehour and exactly. Athletics. Who cares? I saw it with my You witnessed eyes. it with your own two eyes. And I'm yeah. feeling more and more strongly these days, especially after seeing that picture, it really hit home. I'm like, I just want to experience it with my own eyes. It is fun to capture a moment, but what do you want? Do you want the memory seared into your eyes or do you want like the picture someone else can take a picture and you exactly. can remember it too there right? is so much footage now because everybody has a phone it's like right. okay why not just experience it and then you have infinite ability to see it through all of the other camera lenses that were right next to you yeah this doesn't matter yeah i don't know the whole technology revolution really hit home for me i love technology watching yeah it's not great. as much as you you see as as you you see sorry did i I'm missing something there. <laughs> Napoleon. All rise and you know, show. You know. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The first full pad scrimmage of 2018 BYU football fall camp has come and gone with very little fanfare. Just the way there offensive coordinator no there. Jeff Grimes likes it, which is exactly why... It was a closed scrimmage. We heard all of last week the importance of Saturday's scrimmage in the starting quarterback competition. Who knows when we'll find out who BYU will start against Arizona. Today, question mark? But we can make a case for and against the two likely starting candidates. Jerem, what are the pros and cons of starting a senior quarterback in Tanner Mangum or a true freshman quarterback in 18-year-old Zach Wilson. Okay, let's start with uh, Tyler. Don't call me Tanner Mangum Magnum. Uh, the pros. Okay, 
He's very experienced. We've talked about this. 21 starts, 21, six games played. Went 8-4 as a starter in 2015. Um, you know, if he, he ends up getting nine wins, he comes in against Nebraska. If he doesn't complete two Hail Marys, BYU is 7-5 and five that year, right? With those. Yeah, yeah. So it could have been different. Pedigree. Elite 11, National Freshman of the Year, Touchdown Club of Ohio of Columbus. Uh, <laughs> he's physically better. Like he's lost 20 pounds, you know, since uh, Aaron Roderick was hired. Uh, probably can't be worse than last year. He threw nine interceptions at eight touchdowns. That's one of the worst seasons in a in BYU football history. There's a lot a of truth to that statement. It probably can't get worse. Probably can't get worse. That's a pro. Ah, it might be a con. Okay, cons. He was really bad last year. Like I said, nine picks, eight touchdowns. This isn't the spread where he can throw it up to tall guys' offense. We haven't seen Tanner Mangum excel in a situation outside of that from 2015 quite yet. The tallest receivers on the BYU offense are all in the tight end group. There's no – yeah, yeah, and tight ends are normally tall anyways, right? He hasn't won over the team yet. He hasn't won the job. We're 10 practices in. It's a senior going against a freshman. That is an interesting thing to me. I personally like Tanner Mangum. I like his makeup. I like his fight. I like his attitude. I yeah, like absolutely. a lot. I like a lot about yeah. him. But it's a little weird that he hasn't won the job yet. He's the senior. He's the former Elite Eleven guy. He's the former. He's the two season starter. Why wouldn't he beat out the incumbent? Or why wouldn't he beat out a new coming freshman? That's and a little be the weird incumbent, to me. right? Yeah. And then this stat, which you discovered, and we've talked about at length. Tanner Mangum hasn't started and beaten a Power Five team. He's zero seven. That is a really weird stat. But what about Nebraska? It wasn't the starter. Exactly. Came in off the bench. So we give him the win as a reliever if you're talking baseball, okay? Kind of weird, right? Kind of weird. Yeah. Yes. 0-7 as the starter against Power 5 teams. Also in the category of zero wins against Power 5 teams or zero games played against Power 5 teams is Zach Wilson. But let's tackle the pros of the true freshman. The unknown is always exciting, right? It's new. It can be scary, but it can it's also be. It's shiny. It's fresh. We don't know. And so it's, there's this natural excitement that is built there. He didn't throw – Zach Wilson did not throw nine interceptions last season for BYU. Like, duh. But that's a thing, right? You're like, oh, clean slate. Maybe this guy. What we know, he's a dynamic player. He can move around the pocket well. He has pretty good speed with his feet. He's elusive. And he can make all of the throws. So, Yeah. Not only is it unknown, but the little that we do know looks pretty dynamic. He's pushing a senior in fall camp, which is a credit to, to Zach Wilson. I mean, you're pushing Tanner Mangum. It's not a clear ind- indication that Tanner will be the starter. That's a credit to Zach and his capability. He enrolled in spring. He got an early start. He's been around the offense from the time that Jeff Grimes was put in and Aaron Roddick was put in as the pass game coordinator. And he has nothing to lose. He's 18 years old. He said that, yeah. Like, that can be a huge advantage. Now, the cons, again, we've mentioned zero experience. Has never faced a division So the unknown is a pro and a con. Exactly, which is kind of funny, right? There's excitement, but there's like, ugh, no experience. He's never played McNeese State, let alone Wisconsin. Yes. We mentioned nothing to lose, 18 years old. He's 18 years old. Turns 19, end of the month. BYU has never started a true freshman in game number one of a season. Yeah, and why and why would you generally? Like that sounds crazy. Brand new offense and the schedule features four power fives on the road, three on the road in September, I should say. And two in the top ten. So who do you go with? 
We are 10 days into fall camp. Arizona's less than three weeks away. More on that in a moment. BYU has to put out a starting quarterback by then, you'd think, by the first play. <laughs> but perhaps they will sooner. Spencer, if you had to name a starting quarterback today for BYU at Arizona for the Cougars, who would it be and why? Tanner Mangum. Lean on experience. I just don't understand the need to feel rushed to put Zach Wilson in against that brutal of a schedule early on. I don't even want to risk potentially maiming his future and his confidence moving forward. And I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is mentally weak. I'm not getting to that. But why would I even make him question himself by throwing him out against really tough competition early on and having him go through the freshman struggles, which happened to everyone? Why You don't need to. You can do that with Tanner Mangum. If it doesn't work out with Tanner Mangum, then you can say, all right, Zach Wilson, give it a go. We went with experience against that brutal September. It didn't work out. Why not go out there and see what you got? But if you go with Zach Wilson, what kind of message is that sending to Tanner Mangum? I mean, you've shot his confidence at that point. And this is someone who has admitted, admitted that he deals with, you know, some anxiety and depression. So where do you go? My point is, where do you go if you start Zach Wilson and it doesn't work out? Yeah. What then? No, I'm with you. Just on that fact alone, I think you start with Tanner Mangum. You say, listen, you're the senior. You've been here. We know you haven't beaten a power five before, but hey, that wasn't in this offense. Let's go. Give him the boost of confidence he needs. Yes. There have been freshmen nationally that have been really highly recruited that did really well. Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel and so on. Matt Barkley. Guess what they had, though? They had a redshirt year. Okay, Zach Wilson went to prom with two BYU cheerleaders a few months ago. Okay, Prom to Washington is quite the distant activities. Okay, I, I just want, I'm with you, ease him in. Ease him in could be game three. Sure. I at least want Zach Wilson to see and feel games one and two and one and three. Who knows? If Tanner Mangum struggles, then you make a switch. I think BYU will be quicker this season than they were last year to make a switch. The offense stunk, and BYU didn't make a switch until there was an injury after the Utah game to Tanner Mangum. And then the Wisconsin game, we saw Bo Hodge. If ineptitude is an issue, I think Jeff Grimes will be quicker to make a move because your boy Kalani Satake can't go 4-9 and and then risk having a losing season and everyone feel good about everything. If Zach is to be the starter, there has to be a clear indicator that he is the best and it's not close. Yeah, right. It can't be like, oh, wait, I, it's Zach, but it's close. It's got to be some no. space. He's a true freshman. Like, give him a second. Like, is he even in the dorms yet? Like, does he have all this stuff unpacked? I know he's been here since January. I'm kidding. But, like, let him settle a little bit. Well, thankfully, they've got, uh, you know, quite a bit of time to figure it out. Or not. Countdown to the Wildcats. 19 days. We're in the teens. We're in the teens. Less than three weeks, baby. 19 days. Saturday, I was like, oh, game day, three weeks. Yeah. That's great. I know. It kind of feels surreal. Well, it just snuck up on us. By the way, this just in, Utah football has announced Francis Bernard has joined the team officially. Okay. So we we knew he was going to Utah, but he's finally there. There you go. Reunited. uh... He's been out for a year, but for some reason he couldn't enroll at Utah earlier than... 
now. Reunited final game of the regular season, BYU and Utah with Francis Bernard. The quarterback competition, believe it or not, Jerem, isn't the only question we are anxiously awaiting answers to in regard to BYU football version 2018. What other questions should or could have been answered after Saturday's scrimmage? I have this question. Is the offensive line going to be the best position group on offense? Because if they are not, I don't see any way that BYU wins more than, say, six or seven games. Okay. Um, also, who's in the starting secondary? At quarterback, is it Chris Wilcox and D'Angelo Mandel? You go by Gunter. Malik Moore, Michael Shelton, Bo Tanner, etc. Safety, who are they? Troy Warner, Diane Gonwoluku, Austin Lee, Isaiah Armstrong. Who, who are the guys? There's so we, many guys back there. We feel pretty good about kind of who we... We have a running back, wide receiver, D-line linebacker, right? But we're not quite sure like who the starters are at uh, on on the secondary. And then is the offensive line as dominant as we're hoping, despite losing three seniors last year? Yeah, I guess the, the next question that I would hope they have some clarity to, and by they I mean coaches, uh, is where are where's the running back competition? I think we know who the top two guys are. Zach Katoa and Squally Kansas. Feels pretty clear. Okay. Where does Bo Hodge factor in? Right. Is he a change of pace guy, or is he legit like going to get the second most carries? And where does Matt Hadley and a guy like Tanner Jacobson factor into the whole running back mix? Does Tanner Jacobson fit in at all in terms of in games? I don't think so, right? Like Matt Hadley, maybe. they really Matt Hadley was a stud running back in Washington at a small school. Um, he can be dynamic that way. He's been a kick returner, and I anticipate he will be again for BYU. They want to get the ball in his hands, just how much. And, and look at that from the scrimmage. We just watched Bo Hodge catching a touchdown pass in the scrimmage. Saw Squally Canada running don't, for a touchdown. Don't, don't, un, don't uh, undervalue what we just watched. We just saw a former quarterback catch a touchdown pass in the scrimmage. He was a receiver in high school. How about that, baby? He was a receiver in high school until he made the switch over to, to uh, quarterback. But, yeah, where, where does Bo Hodge factor in? And guys like Matt Hadley and Tanner Jacobson. And then the always curious case of Riley Burt. The curious case of Riley Burt. <laughs> what do you do with that guy? We, I think we know the two top guys, but what, what about the others? That's yeah. what I want to know. Tiger Woods almost did it yesterday. Oh, El Tigre finished two shots off what would have been his first major win since the 2008 U.S. Open. He finished tied for six at the Open Championship as well. He seems to be healthy and sort of back. Spencer, what's the equivalent of the 2018 Tiger Woods story for BYU football this year. And why are you recording I'm, I'm me? I'm recording you. Hang on phone. a second. Because I want, I want the moment as well. <laughs> I'm every PGA fan oh, okay. with their phone watching Tiger Woods I, yesterday. I thought while you Live were, in the moment, people! I thought while you were off cam, you were like looking at your teeth or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, just recording it. Because I want to I wanna be able to go back and relive that. Uh, holy cow. What That was really fun, first of all, to watch Tiger Woods do what he did. It's It's... Consistently fun to watch Tiger almost win, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, Not win. Almost win. The equivalent of the Tiger Woods story for BYU football in 2018, as we watch him reemerge in 2018, I think that the easy answer is Tanner Mangum, right? Mm-hmm. Once was great, full of excitement, and made people want to pull out their phones and record things. First game he comes into, he throws the Hail Mary to Mitch Matthews. The next week, he throws a Hail Mary to Mitchell Jurgens. It made me think, okay, what's this kid going to do next? He loves his Mitches. Yes, he does. He takes care of Boise State and Nebraska, then almost beats UCLA. He gets injured in the middle of the season. Hold I think on, you, gets... skip, you skipped a game after UCLA. Yeah, don't worry about that Michigan. one. Michigan. Yeah. Didn't cross it. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Nope, it's not okay, but I'm ignoring it. The, Michigan and LSU are on the rest, too. Come on. 
my point is, he did exciting things. He came in when he was injured and led BYU to a win against East Carolina. He almost led an amazing comeback against Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl, all as a freshman. And we mentioned the accolades. Okay, we want to see the reemergence, or I want to see. I would love to see the reemergence of Tanner Mangum. Those exciting moments, an exciting offense. How can BYU score twenty four plus points a game <laughs> this year? No, seventeen point one. Okay, for me, there's one answer to that. I like Tanner Mangum. That's a good answer. But it's BYU beating Utah. Oh. They haven't done it since '09. When was Tigers' last major championship? Two thousand eight. So it's been a while. BYU hasn't beaten Utah as long as it's taken Tiger almost to win another major. Okay. Okay. I also specifically want to see a BYU quarterback be a BYU quarterback. What I mean by that Which is, is yeah. throw for 3,500 plus. There have only been 19 seasons of that, but none have happened in independence. None. Zero. And, and Tanner Mangum, had he started the Nebraska game, I think would have. He threw for 3,377. So he probably throws for 123 extra in that game in the first three quarters, right? But it's been a while since a Buick quarterback had that kind of passing uh, offense. I I think it'd be fun to see whoever the guy is throw for that much and be the guy. Like, I hope whoever the guy is that we don't see the backup hardly hardly at all or just in blowouts in the fourth quarter. That'd be nice. Okay, so outside of 2015, if you want to call that an exciting passing offense for BYU— when was the last time BYU so. had an exciting passing offense? 2009? It's Max been a, Hall? It's been a while. Oh, there's that 2009 number again, Jerem. Yeah, t- like Taysom Hill uh, got much better at passing the ball, but he had the most dynamic rushing season from a quarterback we've ever seen. In 2013, that's the most rush yards BYU's ever rushed for in a season. It was incredible to watch sophomore Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. I really like that answer. BYU beating Utah. Is that the Tiger Woods reemerging moment in 2018 for BYU football? I think BYU beating Utah is the thing I want the most in BYU sports right now, other than, I guess, a Power 5 invite. So, number two. All right. You've heard what we have to say. Now it's time for our question of the day. If you had to name a starting quarterback for BYU at Arizona on September 1st, who would it be and why? Let's hear from all y'all. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Bryson underscore Hiskey on Instagram. Tanner Mangum, as much as I would love to see Zach Wilson and what he can do, I just don't think now is a good time. Tanner has more experience against Power 5 teams, not to mention on the road. Yes. I I think we're all excited about Zach Wilson. And I don't want to throw Zach Wilson at Arizona against Cal at home. Those two are fine, but it's the other ones that I'm worried about. It's... At Washington, at Wisconsin, at Boise State, at Utah. Like, that is the afor- the, the appropriately named gauntlet. Like, that is really tough. Zach Wilson is Buzz Lightyear, and he's still in the mode where he thinks he's an actual space ranger. Okay? He like, hasn't had the reality check yet. Like, you remember how quickly the excitement about Jay Keeps kind of was dispelled during that freshman year where it was like, oh, we're not winning. We're one and four. This isn't good. Like, that can quickly spoil. And then, oh, let's run the ball a lot. Seven and six, end of 2010, some excitement, go into 2011, and then you're losing to Utah State, you know, and okay, let's bring in the the junior and hope that he can save us, and it did, and then you rush the field against Utah State. Like, things I didn't think would happen, happened. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, why the BYU linebacking core has the perfect blend of number one skills. 
And next, BYU football fall camp all access with newly placed linebacker Zane Anderson. What does he really think about the status of his position change? He's a senior. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further reviews, back on BYU TV, watch David, Brian, and the guys break down Cougar football like nobody else. Tuesdays, tomorrow night at 7 Eastern on BYU TV. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you miss the show or any part of the show, when it's live, just download the podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day, if you had to name a starting quarterback Today, for BYU at Arizona, who would it be and why? You make the call at Ruthie5358 in on Twitter. You make the call? I remember that segment. You make the call. Zach Wilson, because he shows no fear and is very confident. He may not have the college experience, but he hasn't had a year off either. If Zach Wilson wore a no fear shirt from like 94 today at practice, that would be awesome. Because he's already got the like Karate Kid bandana thing going on. See, and but this is a... We haven't seen him in a game, and so this is this is rhetoric based on just having seen him in spring ball on and four, in practice. On four fully padded. What he what he camp. did in high school. That's the thing. We don't we don't know. Listen, I think we Zach don't Wilson, know that he's fearless against right. Washington and Wisconsin. I think Zach Wilson's going to be could be a good quarterback. We just we just don't know. I don't. Sure. I don't need to Jaren see this Hall in September. Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson. The yes. future is really yes. exciting. I want to see this in October, and November. I don't want to see it in September. BYU has the luxury of throwing out a senior with 26 games of experience, 21 starts, and not having to rush a true freshman quarterback out. And listen, if Tanner Mangum's a starter and he stinks, you go with Zach. Hopefully, he doesn't stink. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of that quarterback conversation coming up. In about 20 minutes, we'll preview the BYU linebacker position, depth chart, and expectations. Specifically, who are the guys behind the guys? Like Butch Pau, Sione Takitaki, and Zane Anderson. All three of those guys are seniors, including Zane Anderson, who is the man charged with replacing Fred Warner. No pressure there. How does Zane feel about it? One-on-one, Jason Shepard, BYU Sports Nation, all access with the newly turned linebacker, Zane Anderson. All right, Zane, I am hearing your name all the time. Every time we talk with coaches or players, we're talking about how good you're playing. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. Um, I mean, I'm usually not used to all the talking and stuff. I kind of like hanging low-key, being the dude that kind of comes up and not many people know. But, um, you know, I'm just, I've been working hard in this offseason. Um and I've had, I feel like I've transitioned well in this fall camp, um, playing well with my teammates. My teammates are obviously helping me look better. So, How are you handling that? Because by all accounts, you're going to be one of the focal points of the defense. I mean, if it's not, if it's not in your personality to be loud and whatnot, how are you handling that? Um, it kind of just comes with the role, especially that position that I was transitioned to. Um, it comes along with that, kind of the leader, one of the leaders of the defense. Um, you know, I'm coming up in the run in the box, but I'm also talking with my safeties and corners and stuff. So having a loud voice and uh, being a leader on the defense is really big, especially for that position. And so that's something I've had to kind of take on, and I feel like I've handled it pretty well. Coming from the safety position, obviously, to the linebackers, and you kind of play a little bit of a hybrid. We saw it with Fred Warner and whatnot. But 
in terms of, of playing the linebacker, are you feeling comfortable in that? Has it become more reactionary as opposed to having to think about it? Um, it actually has came on like pretty reactionary, pretty good. Um, I feel like I'm seeing reads and stuff. Um, I, the thing for me is just kind of getting everything down. It's um, looking at linemen, um, read, you should kind of get my reads down is something I'm working on, and, um, and it's, it's slowly coming on. But uh, hopefully by the fall camp, my goal is to kind of master this position in all aspects. So I feel like right now, um, pass, I mean, I feel like I've got it down pretty well. It's just kind of getting those run aspects, how to take on linemen, where they go inside, outside. So that's coming along. I'll come along with film as well. Where are you, what's your weight right now? Where are you at weight-wise? Uh, I'm like 214, 215 right now. Is that where you're wanting to be? Are you looking to get bigger, or, or where, where's that at? Uh, slowly getting bigger. I'm, I feel like I'm at a point where um, I'm comfortable playing. Obviously, I'm a little lighter, mm-hmm. but I, I want to keep my speed down there as well. And so it'll come on. Um, I put on, like, about 14 pounds in the offseason, and I, and I feel just as fast as I did at 200 pounds. So um, just taking it on slowly. We were talking with, uh, with Butch Pau a week or so ago, and he was talking about the fact talking about how impressed he was with the way you're playing especially at your weight he's like he's he's not the biggest guy but he's making plays like he is a lot bigger you play bigger have you noticed that yeah I mean I kind of flip it on a switch I got I can't play like I'm this little guy and you know I'm going against these big linemen and stuff and I'm gonna play just as big as they are I'm not afraid of any of those guys so I'll run head on on those dudes and uh, learn how to take on blocks and uh, obviously if they have get me locked out and stuff they're a little stronger than me but uh, kind of avoid that um, it's just just learning how to take off blocks and get get use hands and stuff. So, this group, speaking of the linebackers, I mentioned on BYU Sports Nation last week. I thought it was one, if not the deepest, on the defense. What's your overall impressions of this linebacking group as a whole? Um, I think there's a lot of leadership. We've got I think eight, nine seniors coming back. Um, there's leadership all throughout the field, and there's a few younger guys that we're helping carry on as well. And I just think um, having that leadership in that group really kind of shows how our depth there. Um, we've got a lot of experience, and that carries on to those freshmen and stuff. And so we're teaching them, which helps us as well. Do you feel like, I remember Coach Tuiaki uh, at Media Day was talking about how he really feels like this team has the ability to be a lot tougher than maybe what everybody saw last year. Are you sensing that in practices, that this is a tougher group? Yeah, tougher group, um, more united, more leadership. I think when all those things come together, we'll have a better defense. Um, we need to play more sound this year. Looking at last year's film and stuff, there was a lot of mistakes that we made where we could have fixed. And, um, you know, so we should be really sound football players this year, and uh, I think we should have a good shot. Obviously, with you playing on the defense, you get an opportunity to go against this offense, and it's a new scheme, and everybody's excited to see what it looks like. What's been your impression of the offense that you've been facing the last couple of days in practice? Um, I feel like it's been a lot more competition. Um, last year, I. F- I mean, I, I feel like the defense played pretty well against our offense and practices and stuff. But this, I mean, we kind of it's kind of back and forth every practice with the defense dominating, the offense will clear up on the next day. So I, I love the competition between us. Um, it really helps us get better as both teams if we keep on striving throughout fall camp. So I think that's been good as the competition is they're making plays, we're making plays. So it's kind of battling. It's fun. All right, last thing. There's a scrimmage on Saturday and then just a couple of weeks before Arizona. Where – do you feel you are, and where do you feel the defense is compared to where you need to be for, say, being ready to play a game? Um, I feel like we've we've come a lot for Every day we're getting better. Um, so two weeks, you know, I'm, we're starting to watch Arizona film right now, getting ready. Um, we're just taking it day by day, 
and um, I think our defense will be ready come game one for sure. Great, great job, Zane. Appreciate the time. Yep, thank you. Zane Anderson, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation All Access with Jason Shepard. He has been largely the guy talked about on defense from the time that fall camp started because of, one, the position change, having to fill in for Fred Warner, but to his credit, because coaches keep bringing up his name. I'm calling him the defensive fall camp MVP thus far. I think he's been really good. Several teammates have said he just gets it. He just gets it. And what we've seen and when we've seen it, not only from highlights but being there, he's getting at least one interception of practice, it feels like. Like, he's really good. He's gained 15 yeah. to 20 pounds of muscles. He's quick. He's fast. Butch Powell says he gets up, uh, you know, in the hole. That was a question. It's like the safety in the hole, a little light. Like, you don't have, like, a 200-pound linebacker. So he's beefed up to 220 or so. Which is good. He gets it. Like, he's a ball hawk. It, it's good to have him at linebacker. Yeah, and, and I want to talk about him for a second. I mean, you say he gets it. Like, when your teammates are consistently – and it's one thing for a coach to say, oh, he's been, he's been outstanding, he's been really good. But when your teammates go out of their way to be like, Zane's really good. Like, he's fast, he's that's, strong. That's he's, when you really know that. He's always in the right place. They all trust him. Like, there's no question. Brian Logan talks about the relationship he had with Andrew Rich. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I just, I knew. The safety corner thing. Where he would be, and I could always rely on him to have my back. That's how guys talk about Zane Anderson. Nice. The, the teammates that he's on the field with. I know he'll always be in the right place and have my back. And he'll, if BYU plays nickelback with a four-two-five, he automatically becomes the nickelback. Yeah. He's just out there. Yes. Him. Like Fred Warner was that guy last year. Coming up, who's but who's the best linebacker BYU has? Is it Zane Anderson? Our linebacker position preview gives up, gives you all the deets. And our BYU all-access interviews continue. BYU Sports Nation all-access interviews, I should say, with junior safety Troy Warner. What does he think about the defensive guys playing in front of him? And how does he feel about playing safety? This is BYU Sports Nation. want to get you on TV. If you're in the area, come to the North End Zone, Gate 5 of Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow. There will be a free concert starting at 8.15 Eastern from the National Parks. Good music. Check it out. Then at 8.45, I said Eastern, I mean Mountain. Mountain time. The shoot starts for our new music video open for Countdown to Kickoff. It's a pregame show. It's tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 8.15 Mountain time. If you're in the area, come hang out with us. We'd love to put you in the open music video. Countdown to kickoff. Let's keep it rolling. BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV, and as always, on demand online at BYUSN.com. Anytime, anywhere. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football held the first full pad scrimmage last Saturday. No media availability during or after the scrimmage, but We did obtain some insider highlight footage. You can see those highlights by watching the show at BYUSN.com, including a touchdown catch by Bo Hodge. Also, tune into the BYU TV Sports Facebook page tonight at 8.05 Eastern, 6.05 Mountain to watch post-practice and scrimmage reaction from players and coaches. Cougars in the NFL update. Jordan Leslie had two catches for 12 yards and a solo tackle for the Denver Broncos, I'm assuming on special teams, and a 42-28 loss to the Minnesota Vikings Friday. And Michael Davis had two tackles, a tackle for loss, and a pass breakup for the L.A. Chargers Saturday and a seven-point loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Michael Davis once again in the news for the L.A. Chargers. I was speaking with uh, a few of the guys that I used to work around when I was in California, and they can't 
say enough nice things about the emergence of Michael Davis. So good for him. BYU women's soccer lost to second-ranked UCLA 2-1 in an exhibition match on Friday. The lone goal for the Cougars scored by Elise Flake in the 25th minute. The first real match of the season goes down Friday at Cal State Fullerton. And BYU men's rugby names Steve St. Pierre as the new head coach. St. Pierre played at BYU from 2005 to 2009, including his final season as captain of BYU's first national championship team. St. Pierre has been an assistant coach on the team since 2012 and was my roommate for four years. Yeah, how about that? So I'm excited for Steve. You think we can get the insider's uh, advantage with Steve? I already did over the weekend. (laughs) Steve's great. Now back to our BYU Sports Nation all-access interviews from BYU Fall Football Camp. Troy Warner is now a safety for the Cougars along with his good buddy, Diane Gawolaku. What does he think about the approaching junior season that he'll play as a safety? One-on-one with Jason Shepard, BYU Sports Nation all-access. All right, Troy, first and foremost, and I know everybody, I'm sure you get asked a lot how you're feeling health-wise. Where are you right now after coming back from the injury? Yeah, so um, honestly, I feel like my foot's 100%. Um, You know, it does get sore here and there after practice, but it really only takes a a few hours for it to recover and get back to feeling like 100% the next day, so it's it's not too bad. I've talked with... a lot of other players who have dealt with injuries and you come back and they all talk about the fact that the physical part, it's, it's easy to come back from that. It's the mental and trusting it, not thinking about it. Are you at that point where you're not even thinking about it outside of the, the pain you talked about just a, the little bit that eventually goes away? Yeah, I mean, I think really all that came uh, just before fall camp even started when we were working out. Um, I, just, I really just had to get back under my feet and really start trusting my, my breaks because um, that – that really can play a big a big part in how you are coming out of breaks, how you are planning and trying to drive on somebody. Um, it, it was really important for me to just gain that trust back in my foot so that I can come out here and uh, perform at a high level. There are a lot of players that have made position switches, and, and you're one of them going from corner to safety. How has that gone through camp? Yeah, um, it's gone really smooth. Uh, I feel like um, it's been natural for me. I played a little bit in high school, and so to come out here and, and start playing it again, it hasn't really been too hard for me to do. When did they approach you about that? How, how did that even get brought up? So uh, safety has always been something that uh, the coaches have talked to me about, even since I first got here. Um, they've always knew that they wanted to move me. Um, it was just more about getting guys in the right, uh, right spots that will best um, benefit the team. And so right now we've got guys at corner that, we feel we can trust, and so the move to safety was just the smartest thing right now. You said a minute ago that you felt it was really natural going to safety, and as you mentioned, you played a little bit in, in high school. Why, why, is that, why does that feel so natural to you? Um, I don't know. I, feel, I think it's probably just because it's really set for my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my skill set is just tailored to that position, and I'm able to just act on my instincts and be um, – tenacious and stuff like that so I, I feel like it just best suits me the secondary in general there's a lot of depth and you mentioned the guys that, that you guys are now trusting at the corners with with you and Dion moving to safety as a group how do you feel everybody has done so far yeah I mean I, I feel like we've all done a really good job um whether I mean whether that's making sure we get a little extra work in after practice or just during during practice just making sure we're communicating with each other and really helping each other out um, but overall, I feel like we've done a really good job of just holding each other accountable and holding ourselves accountable, too. So, Especially on the defense, and it's been on both sides of the football, I've noticed, but especially on defense, I've noticed 
a significant uh, increase in energy and enthusiasm, whether you're on the field or on the sideline watching. Would you agree with that, that there seems to be a lot more intensity and energy yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've kind of said this before, but we're we're hungry. And I, I think that's the big reason why we come out here with so much energy, just because we want to we want to improve on how we did last year. Um, uh, we want to improve in, in basically every asset um, that we can. And so if we can come out here with energy, it'll translate directly to the game. We'll, we'll carry it on in the game and have tons of energy there, too. So um, that's what we're looking to do. Obviously, what you guys in the secondary deal with depends on what happens with the front seven and the kind of push they get. What are you seeing from the guys in front of you? Yeah, um, I, I really see that they're just working hard. Um, I think we've got a good rotation going there too as well. Um, we've got guys that obviously are big-time players like Kyrus Tonga and and uh, Corbin Kafusi. And so if we can lean on them and they can and those two guys can help the other guys get right, then we're going to be really strong up front as well. So, Who's the more scary guy to have to go against? Is it Kyrus or is it Mo? <laughs> like, like who's, who's more intimidating, do you think? Well, I mean, you look at Mo's size. He's a, he's a big dude, so he, he might be more intimidating, but you also got Kyrus, who's very big too. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong either way. They're both, they're both going to be up and getting in your face and all that. So, How's this camp without, uh, without Fred here? It's different. Um, you know, when he was here, he was kind of a guy that, you know, got on me here and there. But, you know, I'm saying, but he, since he's gone now, it's kind of just we're looking for that next guy to, to uh, you know what I'm saying, to, to get up in the teammates, uh, not, not get up in their faces, but just kind of be a leader out there and uh, just be a voice and be a guy that others can lean on. So it's been different, but it's also been good. So. The 49ers played their uh, first preseason game Thursday night. Fred did not play, kind of holding him out, probably just easing him back in. What's it like to see your brother in the NFL? It's awesome. Uh, you know, it's something that we, we dreamed about when we were kids. Uh, just to see him playing in, uh, playing in the NFL now is, is awesome. You know, he gets, to, he gets to play with guys like Ruben Foster, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, who you hear about on ESPN every day and stuff like that. So it's really just crazy. So I, I imagine whatever team you rooted for before, you guys are all diehard 49ers fans now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really a fan of anybody before. I kind of jumped around a little bit. But now I'm for sure 49ers all the way. So Troy, great stuff, man. Appreciate the time and good luck. Yeah, thank you. Troy Warner at BYU Football Fall Camp, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation All Access. Our thanks to Jason Shepard for hanging out there. He didn't like the Chargers growing up in San Marcos? It's like down the street. Well, the Chargers are kind of uh, a polarizing team. I guess when he was little, they were good, but now he's not little. He's taller. They consistently break their fans' hearts, so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a Mariners fan. I have no sympathy for this at all. Understandably, he's all in on the 49ers train with uh, his older brother, Fred, playing. (laughs) Now, you and I were discussing something, and we have discussed this a few times, that is, if if Troy, who we thought was a pretty good cornerback, is now back at safety, who's who are the cornerbacks? I still don't know the answer to this question. That's why I brought it up earlier. Is, like we think Chris Wilcox will be a starter. Yes, and who's then the other guy. And like, are they as good of a corner as Troy Warner? Yeah, Malik Moore, Isaiah Heron, Michael Shelton. You know who? Who's gonna play? Like I know Trevion Green was in the mix, but. Banged up a little like bit. Right like right now, I think the two best cover guys on the BYU defensive secondary are Diane Lake and Troy Warner. But they're both but they're playing, playing safety. safety. So BYU must think they have some corners. Because if those corners are getting burned consistently, you better believe Troy and Diane are going to be right up there again, like quickly. 
I'm I'm telling you. Well, and maybe that factors but into I, it. I but don't I hope. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Coming up. Speaking of ball hawk, Kai Nakua is picking off things in Baltimore, and what Arizona Wildback DB is suspended for the season opener against BYU? Plus, the BYU linebacker position preview goes down next. Who's the best linebacker on the roster right now? And who are the guys behind the three projected senior starters? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us on Facebook.com slash Sports for coach and player reactions to Saturday scrimmage and today's practice tonight at 8 Eastern, as well as a recap of the practice, which is number 11, by the way, of fall camp. That's Facebook.com slash Sports. Number 11 is the same number that Zach Wilson wears. So what if he's named the starting quarterback today? <laughs> I don't see that happening. Where's, but where's it, my tinfoil hat? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's in our office. Yes, you wear it, it is. every afternoon after the show. I do? Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always open on social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you want to converse with us. Our question of the day, if you had to name a starting quarterback today for BYU at Arizona, who would you go with and why? Khalil Tate. Benjamin Winters in on Facebook. I'm still willing to give Mangum another chance. I don't think that he's riding his freshman fame at all after last year, so if the coaches are serious with him, there must be some major improvements. Okay, that's, I, I like that assessment. That's a rational take. I like that. Aaron you won't find that on a certain message board. <laughs> Aaron Roderick said that again, they're they're trying to put Tanner in a lot of situ- in a lot of tough situations to give him a chance to prove that he has he's moved on from last year. And I don't I don't he's doubt not that, riding the coattails of his great freshman year. I don't see Jeff Grimes as a guy that cares about politics. No. No. Who can per- play? Who perhaps, can make the play? Perhaps he's a Republican or a Democrat, but what I mean is He's not going to play Tanner Mangum because he's a senior. He's going to play Tanner Mangum because he's the best quarterback, if that's the case. Or if there is, if it's so close with Zach Wilson, again, I, I do think you have to bring some rationale and judgment into that combo that we talked about, yes. which is lean and, and, on experience. You don't have to fit, rush Zach Wilson in if it's 50-50. I hope that Zach Wilson rushes, though, for many yards. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, purposely or running for his life. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we continue our BYU football position previews now. The defensive line and running backs have been discussed as we count down to game number one at Arizona. Our focus on the linebackers today. Jerem, lead us off with the man overseeing it all. Coach Zed Lamb. He was the safeties coach. Now he's with the linebackers. Best player and newcomer to watch are the same guy or guys. Sione Takitaki was a defensive lineman. Now he's a linebacker. And Zane Anderson, safety to linebacker. So they're the best. Those are the two, in my opinion. But they both qualify as newcomers. Yes. Now, perhaps Butch Pau is as well. But last season, Butch was kind of banged up. Not the same guy as 2016. First half of the season, Butch Pau was a really good middle linebacker in 2016. I'm hoping that guy comes back. And it's clear who the starting three are, which brings us to the depth chart, okay, potentially. At the flash linebacker spot, 
Uh, F is in flash or field, meaning a certain side of the field, depending on where the line of scrimmage is and what hash. Zane Anderson, okay, backed up potentially by Morgan Unga and Riggs Powell. Riggs Powell is the spitting image of David Nixon. <laughs> awesome. Discussed on Countdown to Kickoff yes, last year. We, we've shown those two. We're like, David, you sneaking in? What's going on? <laughs> Middle linebacker, Butch Powell, clear starter, okay. Perhaps Adam Pulsifer is the backup. See, and I think- he played every all three of those positions last year. See, and I think Adam could probably rotate between – Middle and Will linebacker. Like I, I think he played he, some flash too last yeah, year. Yeah, he he could probably fill in for any of those three guys that are yeah. projected to start. And the Will or weak side linebackers, Sione Takitaki, a bunch of guys in the mix for that one, including Isaiah and Jackson Kafusi. Uh, Matt Hadley is certainly in the mix because he was a starting linebacker last season at the beginning of the year. And right now he's listed as a running back and linebacker. So how does that work? Stat note: Eight of the sixteen linebackers on the roster are seniors. All three starters, seniors. So, so I can already tell you next year. Group. Oh, who are going to be the linebackers? What? Okay, uh, backups who have experience. Basically just Adam Pulsifer. I mean, they're, when you're talking like have played a bunch, Adam Pulsifer. Young studs up and coming. Christian Flau, a bunch of them. I mentioned Jackson and Isaiah Kafusi. Not Steve's kids, but I believe those are Steve Nef- Steve's nephew, uh, nephews. Herkley Latu, A.J. Lalohea, Max Tooley, a guy that the coaches really like as well, up and coming. So, a lot of uh, exciting players in the mix, and it's clear who the starting three are right now. It's a, but what's in question is who are the backups. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Max Tooley was originally recruited as a safety. I believe so. Yep. And now he has been bumped up a la Back from Zane a Anderson yeah. to play linebacker after playing safety. Uh, I like the name Christian Falau. I think I, he had a great spring. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, he I think we'll see him in the, the mix. spring game. Bunch of tackles. So I think we will see him in the mix along with Adam Pulsifer. And you mentioned the Kafusi connection. Yep. So I, I think the, lots of guys. The real cha- the real challenge for Ed Lamb will be okay after your three projected reliable senior starters. Then what? Then what? Adam Pulsifer, and then what? Falau, I think, is a guy. Kafusi, I, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued to see who are the guys behind the guys when the games start to get full speed, and they're going to be nicks and bruises. Guys are going to have to sit out a few plays. Like who comes in? I'm telling you, How much when, of a B- drop up when is BYU there? plays four of its first five against Power 5 teams, there will be injuries and more of them than normal. You get more banged up against Power 5 teams. That's just, that's just a scientific fact. <laughs> yes, it is. I wanted to call you Ron Burgundy right there. <laughs> Please don't. Coming up, Jordan Leslie plays in Denver for the Broncos, and BYU Rugby announces its new head coach. It's in the whip. Plus, who has earned the elite voice of the day answering the BYU quarterback starting competition question. You got to name the guy for Arizona. Who is it? And more importantly, why is it that guy? This is BYU Sports Nation. Or how? Shout out to today's guests. BYU football's Zane Anderson and Troy Warner. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Psych. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football held a scrimmage Saturday and practices tonight. Fall camp practice number 11. Log on to BYU TV Sports Facebook page tonight, 8.05 Eastern time to see post-practice interviews and a recap. The University of Arizona and their football program have suspended sophomore defensive back Scotty Young Jr. for the BYU game. He played nine games as a freshman. Cougars in the NFL. Jordan Leslie had two catches for 12 yards and a solo attack for the Denver Broncos in a 14-point loss to the Minnesota Vikings Friday. Michael Davis had two solo tackles, including a tackle for loss and a pass breakup for the Los Angeles Chargers on Saturday in their 24-17 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. 
Ziggy Ansah did not play in the Detroit Lions 16-10 loss to the Oakland Raiders Friday. He makes too much money to play in exhibition number one. <laughs> Kai Nakua intercepted Lamar Jackson twice in the Baltimore Ravens practice on Saturday. Oh, that's weird. Kai's intercepting passes. Oh, and that's weird. Lamar Jackson is throwing picks. Huh. Kansas City Chiefs safety Daniel Sorensen has a tibia plateau fracture, MCL injury, and a lateral meniscus tear. Oh. <sighs> he will be re-examined in six weeks. Good luck. Soccer. BYU women's soccer lost to number two UCLA 2-1 two to one in an exhibition match on Friday. The lone goal scored by Elise Flake. BYU will take on number one ranked Stanford at the end of this month in Provo. Volleyball. Brendan Sander led Team USA Volleyball with 16 points, including 11 kills in an international friendly against Argentina on Friday. Rugby. Steve St. Pierre is the new BYU rugby head coach. He served as an assistant coach for BYU rugby from 2012 to 2017. My roomie. Cougars in the PGA. Adopted Coug. Tiger Wood, no. Tony Finau <laughs> finished tied for 42nd at the PGA Championship yesterday at three under par. Finau tied a PGA Championship record set by Gary Player in 1984. That was a good year for him. For most birdies in a single round with 10 in a second round. Back to you. Okay, as a fun fact about Gary Player, they called him the Black Knight because he always wore all black. Cougars in the minors. Nice. There you go. Brennan Lund of the Mobile Bay Bears. Went two for four yesterday with three runs batted in and scored a run in a 9-4 win over the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Today's rise and shout goes to, Jeremy, do you have any nominees? That's Bo Hodge scoring a touchdown as a receiver receiver. in the scrimmage. Yes, absolutely. I'd also like to offer a second uh, rise and shout, that to uh, the family of Laura Chamberlain. She was a huge BYU fan, big fan of BYU Sports Nation. She passed away unexpectedly. Our thoughts and prayers to the Chamberlain family. We love you guys. We love all BYU fans. Our question of the day, if you had to name a starting quarterback for BYU at Arizona, who would it be? And why? Let's go to our elite voice of the day at var underscore black in on Twitter. It's going to come to leadership. It sounds like the skill is there for all three, but the leader will separate himself from the others through leadership. So I'm saying Tanner Mangum is our guy. We shall see. And who knows? Perhaps today they name a guy. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Who should we shout out to today, Jerem? I know who we shouldn't shout out to. <laughs> I already mentioned this. Person. Paul Shoemaker, number 19, bro. Paul Shoemaker. 19 days away, BYU at Arizona. Go Kooks.